Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Emma. Hi, Brittany. So we've talked a lot about terms that begin with the word self. In fact, we even talked about selfishness being sometimes a good thing. Mm-hmm. So you and I recently talked about self-reliance, I think just a couple of episodes ago. And Connor and I talked about self-responsibility or personal responsibility. So today I want to talk about something called self-ownership, which is kind of related to those two things. In fact, we'll have like a tie-in at the end, but it's a little bit different. But it does tie into our ongoing theme on the show, um, even though we haven't maybe used the word. But Emma, let me start by asking you, who owns you? I know that might be a you know oddly worded question, but I'm sure you know what I mean. So who owns you, Emma? I mean, I own me. To, <laughs> to put it simply, I'm, I'm the person who owns my body and who owns the decisions that I make and the things that I do and the life that I live. You know, there are a lot of people that are involved in my life and a lot of people that I look up to and that help me out along the way. But at the end of the day, the, the ownership is, is on me. Exactly. And, you know, because you own yourself, that means that no one else can really tell you what you're allowed to do unless, of course, you're hurting other people or taking their stuff or violating their rights. But this means they can't really tell you, you know, what to read, what to say, and especially what to put in your body. And I know for the kids listening, your parents do have the right to tell you what to do, right? Because yes. you're still young. And I, so we're not we're not telling you that your parents don't have any control over you <laughs> or your parents might be very mad at us. But when you're an adult, you know, these decisions are up to you. And Connor and I talked about in one of our earlier episodes about how the government tries to make rules like you can't even drink raw milk, which is milk that hasn't been mm-hmm. um, pasteurized as the term. So it's like coming directly from the cow, Um, you know, substances, drugs, which, you know, the government has tried to ban in order to protect people from themselves. But one thing we found out with certain drugs that they've banned is they've actually ended up being medicine in some circumstances. So Emma, what are some other things the government has tried to tell us, you know, that we can't do or put in our bodies? I mean, the most recent one that comes to mind is the vaping ban, which if you don't know what vaping is, um, you know, if you're a kid, obviously this is not something that's meant for children. No. (laughs) But it is something that was invented to help people stop smoking because we know that there are a lot of dangers with actually smoking tobacco. Um, And, you know, people came up with this idea that was like, hey, there's a less dangerous form of nicotine that people can use to ease their symptoms when they're trying to quit. And uh, the government has actually banned a lot of flavors of vape, like, I, I guess they would be vape like juice. Vape pods <laughs> yeah. or vape juice. And, you know, essentially the government is taking away something that a lot of people are using to, um, to basically not need to use something more harmful. And it's had this, this adverse effect where it's like, well, if I can't, you know, if I can't pick out the flavor that I want out of this, maybe I'll just keep smoking. Because the government likes to pick and choose, you know, what sorts of things we're allowed to consume and which ones we're not. And it's not always about what's more or less harmful to us. It's a lot about, you know, the government's interests. And it's we've talked a lot about special interests before. Yes. But a lot of the times it's it's connected to money and it's very political. And it's not actually about our, our self-interest or, or what's best for us, I should say. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about self-ownership. It's just not the government's call to begin with. Absolutely. And, you know, you reminded me of something we've talked about several times, which is, you know, crony capitalism or protectionism. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people or the driving force trying to ban these these vape juices and these vape devices have been big tobacco. The people who 
put all you know they own the cigarette companies and so yeah. they want you to keep smoking so it's just a big giant mess but you know what even if not as kids obviously and hopefully not as adults even if a person wants to smoke they should have the choice to right we're not saying that either mm-hmm. but yeah. you know just because you can do something also doesn't mean you should do something right and exactly. that is that's kind of where self-ownership comes in is you have to have the personal responsibility to say okay like maybe Maybe even though I can do this, it's not the best choice. And we have to show, like we've always talked about, that we can live in a society that has less government and, you know, fewer authoritarian figures. And so we have to prove that we are responsible. But Mm -hmm. side note to that, I want to talk about something that was kind of recent. You guys will listen to this a couple weeks after it was recorded. But Britney Spears, who was popular when Emma and I were were younger, (laughs) she's probably like, it's funny, somebody called her vintage the other day. And I'm like, how dare you? Because vintage means like old. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, I was 13 when she came out and she was real cool. (laughs) But, But apparently now she's like oldies music. It's like when you see things on, is Nick at Night still thing I honestly don't know man that was a, that was huge so when I was growing if up. it's not around Nick at Night is where they used to play the old shows on TV it was mm-hmm. Nickelodeon and like now they're playing like Full House which was a show when I was growing up and I'm like wait this is not an oldie <laughs> so anyway people calling Britney Spears vintage hurts my soul but there was she was in the news recently because she had something called a conservatorship which is a very complicated legal term Basically, what it meant is she was going through a rough time, and so the courts of California gave her father the right to control everything, including her money, and that's the part I want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. So with self-ownership, it's also tied in with economic liberty, right? So John Locke, who we've talked about before, talked about self-ownership and a person owning the fruits of their own labor. And Emma, when I say that, that kind of is a weird term. Um, Mm -hmm. If you can explain, what does that mean? A person should have control or ownership over the fruits of their labor. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like an old timey term. And even if you know, if you've ever read the Bible, sometimes they use those terms. Um, But basically, this means, you know, you've worked hard for something, you you imagine you go out in the garden, and you're you're growing something and you're working hard, and you're digging in the dirt, and you're sweating, because it's hot outside. And you work and work and work. And then eventually, you know, maybe the thing that you've been growing actually produces fruit. So it could be a strawberry or it could be a tomato or whatever. Tomatoes are technically fruit. So I guess I can say that. <laughs> and that's that's sort of what it means. It's like you've been working hard for something and you get that reward, you get that return. So typically for us in modern times, unless you're a farmer, um, the fruits of your labor is your paycheck or it's your compensation from work, or maybe it's something that you've earned by working hard. Um, so that's that's sort of what he's referring to there. So great, great idea to clarify that. Yes, and that's you're exactly right. So part of the problem with this Britney Spears comparison is so the courts, which are the government, right? They said, you know, she's not competent, competent meaning she's not able to care for herself for one reason or another. So her father's going to get control of all her money. And side note, her dad ended up being kind of the villain in this story Mm -hmm. where he hasn't been letting her have her money. She's not allowed to leave her house. She's not allowed to make friends. So Mm -hmm. it's a very, you know, she's living in a a world where she does not have any self-ownership. And this was- At 39 years old. At 39 years old. Is she really 39? That also hurts my soul. (laughs) But I guess I'm 35, which also hurts me. Um, so, So yeah, she's not allowed to do anything. I mean, she has lost all rights to self-ownership, but when it goes back to the fruits of her labor, one thing that's really bothersome to a lot of people, including myself, is while the judge is saying that she's not able to care for herself, she's still touring and doing concerts. She's still making music. She's still Mm -hmm. doing all these things. It's actually proving 
that she can bring in money that she can care for herself. Not only that, she's creating jobs for other people. Because when you go yeah. on tour, you know, first of all, you have backup dancers. You mm-hmm. have people who are, you know, working on the stage and the lights. You have people who are running the, the tour bus. So she's creating all this stuff. And in a testimony, which is when you go before a judge last week or a couple weeks ago when you guys hear it, she said, all I want is to own my own money. And I thought that was really, really just powerful, to be honest with yeah. you. And it reminded me of, of what John Locke said. I know people don't normally hear Britney Spears and John Locke in the same sentence. <laughs> but that that really struck me because I was like, you know, John Locke always says you should be able to keep the fruits of your labor. And here Britney Spears mm-hmm. is working very hard. In fact, she works seven days a week without a day off. She's in rehearsals that are like 12 hours long. Mm-hmm. She also choreographs, which means she actually makes the dances like she figures all that out for her concerts and she's not allowed to keep her money. And so this really, the reason I wanted to bring this up is this is a pop culture, a modern example of people not having or being allowed to have self-ownership because of the government. So I don't know, Emma, if you have any thoughts on that or anything, but I was pretty outraged when I heard about it. Oh, me too. And, you know, I grew up, she was like the number one pop star, the most popular person making music just across the board when I was a kid. So obviously I grew up always knowing who she was and seeing her now, you know, I have become an adult and now I'm taking care of myself and I have my own family and I'm, I'm married and I'm like, wow, I have completely grown up and Britney Spears now. It's almost like the roles have been reversed because when I was a kid, she was kind of this adult and now she's being treated like a, like a complete child. Um, not only by her family who, who's sort of controlling her, even though she's an adult, Um, But by the government as well, the government has basically said, we are going to keep treating you like a child, like you can't support yourself, you're not capable of taking care of yourself. And what really has struck me is how people are taking advantage of her. Yes. um, And they're taking advantage of this, this sort of corrupt system that's allowing people to, you know, leech off of her, her family is able to live, you know, a really comfortable life because she makes millions and millions of dollars because she's super popular. Which they're getting more of than she is, I think. Right. right They're getting more of that than she is. She, she isn't even being allowed to, you know, go out and get her hair done or get her nails done and like silly things like that. Like they're, they're, they're silly to us, but she is earning that money. And if she wants to be able to spend it that way, you know, you talk about self-ownership, she should be able to. Um, So it's, it's been really crazy to see this because I think a lot of people just didn't realize how bad of a situation it was And the reason why this all happened is because she went through a period where she was having a hard time. She was having some mental health issues. And during that time, you know, the government said, we're going to, you know, basically have someone else in charge of you and someone else taking care of you. Which was a long time ago, too. It was a really, it was in 2007, 2008, I believe, which is quite a while ago. Um, And basically, I think that's like a really good example of how sometimes the government can, you know, use these weird circumstances, almost like the pandemic, where they're like, hey, you're in danger, like your health, you know, you don't really know what's best for you. We're going to come in and tell you what you need to do with your life. And we're actually going to take control and like take away your right to self-govern and your right to make your own decisions. And that's that's something that we've seen a lot of in the last year. Um, so it's, you know, it, it hit a nerve with me and I feel very badly for her. I'm glad more people are paying attention, but it definitely does. It, it makes you think, all right, well, how else is this happening in the world? Not just with conservatorships and, and pop stars, but 
how else is our autonomy and our self-ownership being taken away through government force? I think you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you brought up COVID because, you know, a lot of us felt comfortable maybe not social distancing for as long yeah. or or not wearing a mask outdoors, for example, but we weren't really allowed to make those decisions for ourselves. Our self-ownership was taken away. So I think that's mm-hmm. a really good thing to point out is we've all kind of, you know, had that happen to us recently. And I think another thing to tie in before we close is – you know, it, like I said, it is our body. We choose what to put into it. We choose what to do. And, and you know, like I said, that doesn't mean it's always a good thing, right? Like we, yeah. we learn through natural consequences. So somebody who smokes might end up getting lung cancer. You know, it's their mm-hmm. right to smoke cigarettes, but there are consequences to every action. And so it's important to remember that other self-word, self-responsibility or personal responsibility, because with self-ownership comes that need to be responsible with our choices. So I think that's something that's really important to keep in mind. So yeah, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, but that's all I had to say. Yeah. Free Britney, man. <laughs> we got to get her out of this conservatorship. <laughs> that's, that's my 2000s baby speaking. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, self-ownership ties in a lot with stuff that we've talked about in the past. Uh, we've talked about self-responsibility and self-reliance, and sometimes it can sound like all of these things sort of mean the same thing. And they're definitely related, but I'm, I'm glad that we have the chance to talk about each of them. Um, we're going to wrap it up here, guys, but definitely uh, check out the other episodes that we've mentioned. Um, there's, there's lots that we could talk about here, and I'm sure that we will continue talking about these ideas. But thank you for listening, and thanks, Brittany, for chatting. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.